0: It's Barely On Topic, podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by
1: Boston Bruins fans. Okay, welcome to Barely On Topic, this is episode 507. We're here recording to you on November 17th, 2019, in the midst of a spell where the Bruins have dropped um, five of the last six, is that, that the correct count?
0: Yes, it is.
1: I mean, this does come with the caveat that of that five of the last six, they have um, uh, taken a point in all but one of them.
0: Yeah, because shootout. Uh, so
1: it, so th- this is like far and away the least awful um, uh, swoon that you could come up with, basically, in that scenario. Yeah, that's um, fair. And I'm actually, I know the play's not been good, but I think it's just that the depth is just being flogged here, right?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, you have Paul Carey in the game yesterday. I mean, you're you're scraping the bottom of the barrel there.
1: So, yeah, I guess just uh, Tim, you want to quickly go over the the past week? Remembering we clo- we recorded before the Philly game,
0: before the Philly game. Okay, so uh, yeah, r- the past weeks hasn't been uh, hasn't been great to Boston. The Philly game. Uh, the Bruins lost 3-2 in the shootout because, I mean, the Bruins never win in a shootout, and that's just kind of how it goes.
1: You know, and the Bruins played like absolute garbage that game.
0: Yeah, they they were lucky to come out with a point in that game. They just they didn't look good at all. And Braden Heinen scored uh, the two goals. Um, so kudos to them for, like, actually doing something. In a in a game that was just ugly, it was, it was just really ugly.
1: I mean, Brad's been on a roll this week, despite the team's state affairs, right now. And part of those, that, that game was the, that was the game that Krug went down in, right?
0: Yes, that was the yeah, game yeah. that he went down in and um, the Bruins gave up two goals early and they were down two nothing most of the game. And then they had to get two in the third to tie it up and force it to overtime
1: yeah, and so Krug played the entirety of regulation, I believe, and then didn't join the team, Then wasn't on the ice for the for, for the three on three overtime. Right,
0: he had nine minutes and fifteen seconds time on ice there, so he still played a decent chunk. But yeah, overtime he was not in.
1: Oh, only that little. Okay, he nineteen fifteen. You mean yeah,
0: nineteen fifteen.
1: Uh, 50- yes, he played full regulation. And, you know, as in fact, uh, so hoof, I mean, that's a pretty good encapsulation of what's happened since, although things have been more distressing. Right. I mean, obviously, uh, Tuesday against Florida, um, yeah. I don't watch I don't watch Tuesday games, so I didn't see it. But like you blew a 4-0 lead in the third
0: Yeah, see, the Florida game, for the first two periods, it felt like, oh, this is the team, they're back. Like, they are, everything's fine, you know, they've been playing like crap lately, but hey, we're good. Everything was back, and then the fourth period happened, or the third period happened, excuse me, and yeah, that was just god-awful, god-awful giving up the four goals there and you felt it coming the entire way like the Bruins couldn't get they couldn't get the puck out of their own net out of their own zone they couldn't do anything that fourth period everything they did well the first two periods they weren't doing that third period and then of course losing in a shootout again because it's like written in the stars that the Bruins can't win on a shootout.
1: Yeah, like, um, I, I saw someone, I don't remember who had done the math, and, like, the Bruins have been, like, legitimately the worst team in the shootout since it was introduced or something like that, which, like, yeah, no shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, I, I don't know if they don't practice the shootouts, they also had a weird, like, group of four that went, Wagner, Marshan you expect, Coyle, and McAvoy, you didn't have Pasta you didn't have Bergeron, like, I don't know, it's, it was a weird group.
1: Considering Pazza and Bergeron are the two best natu- natural shots on the team, with the possible exception of Marshawn, like, yeah. fuck. Yeah, so apparently I saw something, something like that, um, um. Uh, Cassidy said something about, like, uh, I guess, Asenza? Goalie Bob chooses the shooters for the shootout, which seems like a very strange thing to me. Uh,
0: Oh, okay. I mean, maybe he's choosing guys he wouldn't want to face himself in the shootout, and that's their reasoning. But, like, Wagner? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, that's a weird move. That's a weird move.
1: I mean, like, like Wagner does have softer hands than he gets credit for, but he's no, like, Sean Thornton, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, I mean, yeah, it, it, there's not much else to say. I mean, they blew that game to Florida, and that sucks. And Florida's, oh, the other thing is, too, they, they, they chased Bob out of the game. He didn't play oh, yeah. from the third period on.
1: Well, that's I said Florida, they absolutely shelled. The team just disintegrated in the third. Yeah. Um, now, part of it is they lost Sinitian during the second, right?
0: They did, yes. And he's out for, I think it was like three or four weeks, the lower body injury.
1: Oh fuck! They didn't even lose him in the second. He only played four forty-six. They lost him. They lost him in the in the first with it, with with a time on ice like that.
0: Oh shoot! Like, that like, was like earlier, basically yeah. like,
1: like like he didn't come out for the second. But I think he
0: uh, he must Ooh, have
1: um, oh. he, he stopped regular shifts before the end of the first with that kind of time on ice.
0: I think he played like thirty seconds in the second, and then like after the thirty seconds that he played, he tried, and then like came off, and then never returned to the bench.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Again, yeah. Tuesday games. I never watch tri- Tuesday games because I go to trivia on Tuesday nights. But yeah, so that's... Well, that fucking happened. And that's too yeah. bad because the, the Bruins put a well outshot the Panthers. 38-29.
0: Yeah. Tuca was just bad. And he's kind of having one of those stretches that's kind of bad. And you, it's one of those things. I think someone mentioned it. I can't remember who it was, but you kind of need one of the two goalies to kind of step up. Like when this happened last year, you had Halak step up, and you kind of need that again. He's he's capable of it, and he kind of did yesterday. But
1: yeah, like fuck, right? Anyway, so so that game happened. And then Friday happened to the Leafs. Like so, that's you know Friday against Leafs. That, that's usually like a schedule clearer, right? You, like you open up schedules like Bruins leaves. This is gonna be a fucking time. Now, I understand that the Leafs have been sort of joyless to watch this season, and that's exactly what that game was. Despite it being a 34-31 on, on, on the shots, I got no pleasure, of wa- and a win. I got no pleasure watching that game. It was fucking dull.
0: Yeah, there wasn't a lot going on. The Leafs are bad, like really bad. Like, you you see their record. They're 9-9-4 and now. You know that that's, like, obviously a terrible record and they're not doing well. They're fifth in the Atlantic. And you know things are kind of going poorly.
1: Well, but, their, their goal differential okay. is underwater.
0: Yeah, their defense yeah, they, is
1: they're, awful. They're, they're a minus six on goal differential. They only have scored one more goal than Boston, but have allowed um, 24 more goals than Boston has.
0: <laughs> and and the, like, the first Martian goal, 11 seconds into the third. I mean, the defense, I don't know what Riley and I think it was Barry were doing, or no, Riley and Cece. Excuse me. I don't know what they were doing, but like they let Martian kind of like skate in and do whatever the frig he wanted, and he scored 11 seconds into the. Third. I mean,
1: both of those Martian goals in the third were beautiful, beautiful things. They were both from absolutely awful, awful, impossible angles, and yeah. went basically the exact same spot. They were all they were all um uh, high blocker high. Yes. Yeah, blockers left hand. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: Blocker high, which is
1: not usually a soft spot for a lot of goaltenders. Usually, it's it's glove high, right?
0: Right. Yeah. No. And they're running into this problem where Anderson can't play every game, and um, even when he is playing, he's kind of playing like average. And they need him to like play better than that with their defense. And
1: well, I, yeah, they they waved they they waived Michael Hutchinson this week and called up Casimir Cascuso. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's a pretty fucking metal name, uh, yeah. actually. I kind of dig it. Um, he also lost last night. Leafs are on a five-game losing streak. Ooh, yeah. Um, so, Babcock is so getting fired before the end of this month. He's got it, and I'm kind of here for it because honestly, like Babcock's coaching awfully. Because, well, Babcock's a bit of a petulant child, and Dubas and Dubas took away all of his his his, his toys, right?
0: You did, Marlow, yeah.
1: Hainsy, Zaitsev, Connor Brown. All of his toy and Nazem Kadri and actually, I think that's the big one that's really underrated here. And even least fans aren't talking about this. Losing fucking Kadri, I think, has maimed that team. Like oh, Alex yeah. Kerfoot's a solid third line center, but um, I think last year a lot of their offense was because the Kadri line was devouring all the hard minutes. Yeah, and so it, let, like- it left Tavares and Matthews to beat Tavares and Matthews. Add to that and- the fact that um, Marner, who's now injured, has been awful. Uh, Riley has been, Riley, who's always been awful defensively, has been awful in both zones. Tyson Barry has been less than his reputation. And then Cody Cece is, you know, suffers from a terminal case of being Cody Cece.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate. (laughs) Is it, though? Is it, though? I mean, (laughs) he is making a ton of money to do absolutely nothing. So, I mean, there is that. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, I think you're right about losing Kadri. I think, I mean, I think he has 15 points in 20 games with uh, Colorado. That's something they could use, and he's always well, been one of those guys that's good defensively as well. Well, as I said,
1: I don't even think it's the scoring they miss. It's him absorbing all of the hard minutes for Tavares and Matthews. I mean, with, don't get me wrong. I hate uh, Nazem Kadri with the fire of a burning thousand suns, but you also can't help but feel bad for him because, like, he had it was, You know how long he was in the league before he started getting any respect from Leafs media?
0: True. <laughs> and, like, trading him is going to be, like, the downfall, which is kind of hilarious. But also, the other thing with them is, with him gone, they're so top-heavy. Like, in terms of, like, contracts and, like, talent, they're so top-heavy, and that's what they're running into. They have all they they have these big they have like four big contracts or five big contracts and they're trying to fill in with the rest and they just don't have the money to get better people in there
1: well well that's just it right and while like I do like Captain and Janssen and Kerfoot that's a killer third line and I think they're all overpaid just a little bit right so right. even some of their bit players are too expensive so that, after that so now that's okay two of your top six wingers and your third line center being gently overpaid on top of your big four with the exception of with, Tavares and Matthews are fine. Marner and Carl and, and um, uh, Andy Lander are both overpaid. The rest of their forward roster is Zach Hyman and then a shitload of bargain basement wingers. You know, some of them are good, like Mikheyev. That's a great find. But like mm-hmm. the rest of them, it's like, okay, so you're then the best of the rest of the bunch is like Trevor Moore. Ugh, yeah. Was fine.
0: I mean, they're playing Jason Spezza.
1: The shattered it's, remains of Jason Spezza, you mean?
0: Yeah. Like, he was fine, and he was great when he was, like, young. But, like, the dude's 36 now, and he doesn't have much left. And the crazy thing is, too, despite all of this, too, with going into next season, they have the only defenseman that's not an RFA or UFA next season is Morgan Riley.
1: Yeah, and two of those are going to be pricey ones in Barry and Muzzin, right? Right. Where are they going to have the money to sign defensemen? Like, this year is their shot, and I think they fucked it up, which is just fucking delightful.
0: Oh, it's great. It's The Leafs being kind of good again, coinciding with the Bruins being on the rise and kind of being awesome again is really freaking great. Like, it's beautiful. And <laughs> that's the other thing with the Bruins, like everything that Don Sweeney has been able to do in terms of contracts and maneuvering money is everything the Leafs wish that Dubis could do.
1: I, I would also point out that the only reason they're even able to ice the roster they have is because they're, you know, have um, over 10 and a dollars in LTIR in the form of Horton and Clarkson. Yeah, which means next year they have actually less cap space. They, they which means they have no defenseman sign next year, and already have an absolutely astronomical salary commitment that they can't actually meet through LCIR abuse.
0: <laughs> oh, that's 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 even more beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they're they're screwed. This is like the definition of cap hell going forward.
1: Like Duvis is a smart guy, but he should be kept the fuck away from the negotiation table. Holy shit, eh? Yeah. And people are like like again. People are like oh, but Tavares he got the Lord Tavares. No, he didn't. That fish jumped in the fucking boat. <laughs> yeah. All he had, to, all he had to do was not fuck that up to get Tavares.
0: Literally, which is and not a
1: tall, which is not a tall ask. <laughs>
0: it's it's not, and how how much does it? If you're Tavares, oh my god, like you totally spurn. The Islanders to go to Toronto. I'm going home, and then like I would rather be like the Islanders in terms of assets and cat management, and everything right now than I'd want to be the Leafs.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that game obviously, um, Bruins won it. It was a joyless game.
0: It was the the one thing that was great. It was the Hall of Fame game, which I guess I didn't realize. And Brad Marchand got Player of the Game, and they gave him a trophy. And he, like, skated around with the trophy, paraded it to the Toronto fans.
1: Well, oh, awesome. yeah, because he is the trolliest of trolls. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> it actually resulted in um, my, it was, I think it was, oh, yeah, it was definitely Joey Mack I read. Of. I had an article on, on The Athletic, you know, saying, it's like, well, is a Brad Marchand potentially a Hall of Famer? I don't really think that. I don't believe that for a minute. He's He's already too late in his career to likely put up the numbers he needs. But then again, you never know. But uh, Joey Mack doesn't really want for a trenchant analysis, right? So,
0: well, that's true. I mean, you're probably <laughs> right, like, he's probably is not going to have enough years of like this elite production to like warrant it. But like, if he has a few more years where he's getting 80 to 100 points in a season, and then like, what if they win another cup or two? Like, maybe.
1: Uh, what if he pulls a heart or something too? Would be uh, kind of key, right? Now the yeah. other problem is he's way below game point a uh, point a game, right? He's seven hundred and one games played, five hundred ninety-one points, which is still pretty fucking good, right? Especially for a guy that didn't break sixty points until twenty fifteen sixteen, right?
0: Wow, yeah, that's crazy to think.
1: But yeah, like, yeah, his point to- his point totals are one. 41 55 36 53 42 61 85
0: 85 100. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, that's crazy to think. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's
0: turned himself into an elite player. I mean, that's kind of uh, what it
1: is. I mean, it, it it's not it's not subtle. His first season, you know, his first big season was a uh, was the season that Claude got fired halfway through, right? Claude's last full season was his first over 60. So like I feel like it's a Claude thing, or it was a Claude thing.
0: It could be. He talked about having a lot of respect for him and stuff like that after he left. So I mean, I think that he, I think that he definitely appreciates everything that Claude did for him. Oh no, no,
1: no! I mean, Claude held him back.
0: Oh really? You think so?
1: I was ah. looking at those numbers. It's a uh, again, oh, like he, he only again he only broke sixty the last Claude's last full season. He got eighty five the next year, but. Like, maybe it was cha- maybe Claude was changing how he was coaching at that point, but like him becoming like a, me- a big point guy, it well, it doesn't co- correlate perfectly with Cassidy, but it's there.
0: I mean, maybe I mean maybe he was asking him to be uh, play too much in the defensive zone and something like that, and hamstrung him offensively.
1: Yeah, I don't know. In any case. It was a joyless game, but Brad was uh, fantastic at the end there. Just like single handedly, it's like, okay, this is not bullshit. Let's just make this so. And yeah, yeah. he did.
0: Then there was the game yesterday. They lost three two in a shootout because, as we've said, they can't win in a shootout. And this was a game where, frankly, well, we'll start
1: off with the we'll start off with the headline here is they didn't have Bergeron. What sure. happened, by the way? I didn't see Bergeron get hurt during the Leafs game. And I, I didn't, didn't know. I didn't even know he. I'd already decided not to watch the game yesterday because I'm like, I got no joy out of Friday. And it's the second night of a back-to-back against the Caps. This will suck. And then like halfway through, I checked the score. And then I checked the box score. I'm like, wait, where the fuck's Bergeron?
0: Yeah, it, this actually kind of happened uh, relatively late, close to game time. Uh, what Cassidy said is that it's a link, it's a lower body injury, and the the thought is is he's day to day right now. He wanted him to be out this game because he thought he could come back for the next, and he didn't want it to turn into a thing where he would miss four or five games in a row. So he's missing this one now to kind of prevent that. Okay. So I guess that's. Where it is, like, it could be a lingering thing. Part of me just wonders if it's that groin again because it's a lower body injury, and Patrice's groin seems to always be injured now. And the other thing that kind of leads me to believe that is the last few games, the Bruins have, especially yet last night, but like bef- without him, but they've been kind of shitty with like face offs recently. And Part of me wonders, like, you know, they law- They only had won 47% of the face-offs against uh, Florida, even against Toronto. They only won 38% of face-offs against Toronto. They've been kind of shitty, and part of me wonders, you know, is it the groin for Bergeron? That's when he's kind of not Bergeron on the face-off dot.
1: Well, I'm looking at it now, and yeah, Krejci was the only person to hit 50% on the fa- at the dot yesterday. Um, yeah. Both both Corrali and Coyle were at 43%. Was Coyle playing winger center last night?
0: He was second line center.
1: Oh, yeah. You kind of have to at that point. At yeah. This point, huh? Anyway, so this is fucked. In order to call up Paul Carey, they had to put Carson Kuhlman on LTIR. Yes. after already this um, – after this week did a variety of things. I guess that's the thing to talk about now is injuries. Like, so the game sucked. It's what it is. But uh, I think there's reasons for this. Yes. So currently, injury reserve is at the time of our last recording. There's, of course, been two developments. Uh, Torrey Crew got hurt later that day. He is now on IR, as is DeBrosque, because, of course, you only need to miss three games to qualify for injury reserve, injured reserve. So hypothetically, both of them have now missed enough games that they can come back whenever they're ready. Right. Um, you don't have to wait. Right. Backus, of course, is still not is still not is still not skating. Brett Ritchie's been skating, isn't on injury reserve, but hasn't been playing. So, yeah, and, of course, now Zach Sinishin has a lower body injury and is expected out like a month or so. Yes. So we talked a bit about the injuries last week, and at the time we were saying that the only, like, important contributor that was injured was uh, DeBrusque. Now this is no longer the case because Krug's injured, Bergeron missed yesterday's game and, you know, may well miss more. And now, of course, um, we have so fucking many wingers that are injured that we have, well, that our roster last night included all of Lindholm, York, Frederick, Carey. Ugh.
0: That's not a winning formula.
1: Uh, no, no, it's not. Um, now, mind you, Lindholm's been interesting and a pleasant surprise. And in fact, he's currently still is the only player in the league with over 100 minutes played who has not allowed a goal.
0: Damn. OK, Par.
1: He scored a goal. That's his only point. But nothing, nothing happens at all when Par Lindholm's on the ice.
0: That's actually not that's not a bad thing. He he may not be scoring, but like at least he's not giving up anything either. So I mean, I'm okay with that.
1: I mean, it sounds like he's very going to very aptly lift up to um, uh, Joachim Nord- Nordstrom's uh, heir apparent for next season, which is almost certainly part of what he was signed for.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense.
1: So like, it's injuries piling up. The fact that we have four right wings that are not available to play right now.
0: Right. Yeah, and I will note that. Uh, Richie Krug, DeBrusque, and Moore skated yesterday morning, and the closest to return is Brett Ritchie. Well, that's again, he's
1: the, he's the only one that hasn't been put on either IR or, or LTIR, right? Today right. they put Kuhlman on LTIR, and that's because they needed to create a bit more space because of the carry, carry call-up. And I saw a suggestion that based on his timelines, it would be unsurprising to see Sinitian on LTIR soon as well just so the team doesn't have to carry his, uh, his 800,000 because they are, things are that tight.
0: Yeah, that would make sense.
1: Which, again, brings us to what the fuck are they going to do when Miller or Moore come back?
0: Yeah, I don't know. They're, I mean, they're doing pretty well with this cat maneuvering right now, and it just so happens that injuries are going to help them out to be able to like maneuver stuff. But like you can't rely on injuries to help your cap management. Like that's not realistic. Someone has to be traded or go. And my thought is David Backus ha isn't even skating yet. Maybe he goes on LTIR. Right, that and seems then,
1: like yeah. And
0: that has to and happen
1: like, for either of them to come off. Not not just both. Either.
0: <laughs> that's true. And not only do I think that it could be like a year long thing just because with his concussion in history and it's likely a concussion, like we saw the hit.
1: Well, you like saw a look concussion. on his face. People talked about him being upset. I saw someone that had no idea where he was. Yeah. Like, honestly, um, after that, after that head on head hit of uh, with Saborin, Backus was upset. Sure. But really, I don't think Backus had any idea where he was. Like he didn't he looked he looked shell shocked, not upset to me
0: yeah that could be and that <laughs> i could see bacchus being like an ltir goodbye type thing at this point in his career i've said it before i worry about him beyond like his life after hockey with all the injuries and stuff like that maybe this is a good time to like step away yeah,
1: um, we'll see what happens there right in any case like this is a bit of a mess right now, but the bottom line is it's it's a lot of injuries, and I think it's it's you're having too many people playing further up the food chain than they were ready to do this year. And at the end of the day, the Bruins have still only lost one of these bad games in regulation. It was only the exactly. only regulation lost is, is, is the Habs game.
0: Yeah, that's the only one. So I mean, despite all the injuries and stuff like that, they're not the leafs. So like we have we don't have to panic. There's no that, this is not hitting the panic button, time.
1: Well, it says the record's still 12-3-5, and and they still lead the division by three points.
0: Yeah. I think once everyone comes back, once they figure out what to do with the cap and things like that, I think they're going to be okay. And we saw how elite this team was when everyone's healthy. Like, they're going to be good. And with the injuries, I mean, Erho Wackenainen looked pretty damn good being called up. And that's great because in Providence, he kind of was playing kind of crappy. Like for like three quarters of the year, and then like the three games that he got called before he got called up, he actually looked like himself again. And he's looked great since being called up with, Cliff, uh, with Clifton.
1: I I will say that I'm kind of impressed. Like, I was originally kind of skeptical about the call up. It's like, but Urho's been like playing like noticeably. Like, even big Urho boosters like Bruins Network were saying it's like he's not playing great. Yeah. And I would have thought Zaborro would have been the guy just because like Zaborro was the last send, was the last cut, right? But
0: yeah, I I agree with you. I was surprised with that too. And uh, another thing too is I don't know if you saw the play yet. But uh, McAvoy had a play last night where he took – he pushed Ovechkin off a puck as he was getting closer to Halak and prevented him from getting a shot off, and it was just fucking beautiful. Like, you were like, holy shit, McAvoy. That's, like, elite.
1: Yeah, holy. McAvoy, apparently – like, I I had read Fluto this morning and, like – It's like he he and actually um also Cassidy's comments. McAvoy apparently had an extraordinary game yesterday, which is good. Like he's been solid, but he hasn't been like the the animal he was in the playoffs last year. So it's nice to see.
0: Yeah, yeah. That yesterday was definitely like playoff McAvoy.
1: Speaking of of defensemen who played off well in the playoffs last year, I think we've seen the last couple games like again just how much the Bruins need to re-sign Tori Krug. Like, Grislyk is acquitting himself fine, but the power play hasn't been itself.
0: No. And I don't know if you saw anything, but they had Grizzlick play a lot of the overtime. There was, like, this sequence of, like, it was almost like a minute-long sequence where Grizzlik tried to enter the zone. He would skate around, and he would skate back out to reset it. And he reset it, like, three or four times in a row. And you're just like, OK, like it's one of those things where like, damn, like anyone who thinks that like Grizz can like pick up this Krug mantle like right now doesn't know what they're talking about. Like, like I love
1: Grizz- I love Grizz and I fully think that next season our top pair will be McAvoy Grizzlick. Yep. I adore Grizz, but he is not Krug. He's not. People are just like, oh, he's smart and he skates. Well, it means he's no, he's not. Krug is a fucking anomaly. Grizzlick is just like a great defenseman.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. And like Krug is so vital to the, to the offense of production on power play. There's no one that can really get the puck out of the zone like him. Like He's, you, we even saw it two years ago when he got hurt in the playoffs
1: Oh God, yeah! Like they, when he got hurt in the playoffs, the Bruins are like, "Well, we will no longer be leaving the zone." The end. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's exactly what it was. And I mean, last night Halak was absolutely on fire. Like he was spectacular, and the, he was literally the reason why that the Bruins came out with a point yesterday. He was um, a having...
1: He was a nine fifty five in a losing effort. Like holy yeah. shit, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: And he had some spectacular saves. The one the one in the shootout where he was sprawling and he did this 360 thing, like, he was insanely good. He was insane. And honestly, I know he's a free agent at the end of the year. Depending on how the development of Kaiser or Vladar go, I mean, you may have to look at, like, trying to keep him beyond this year.
1: Yep, it's a... Uh... I mean, they they've done well without him in this stretch, right? They've you know they've uh in the the four games without him, they have of course in fact scored um uh, ten goals in three games. Yep. Problem is, is he's this is demonstrating how critical he is defensively too, right? I mean, he doesn't play penalty kill, but like Krug is kind of a key cog in the five on five defense too. So like, yeah. yeah, Like I think it's it's increasingly becoming they need to do what they need to do to sign Krug. Yeah. Like I don't, even if he's going to cost too much, I don't think this team can afford to walk away.
0: No, I, I'm with you. I think he's he's too vital, and we've talked about it too. Like if you give him a long, if you give him a long contract, I mean, this could very well be like your future captain, depending on how much longer Bergeron plays and things like that.
1: Well, that's just because I think you know as much as I love Brad, and I do think he is the heart and soul of the Bruins. You absolutely cannot have someone that spends that much time in the box as your captain, right? <laughs> and like, like, yeah, you sign them a long, long contract. It'll be bad at the back end. It's like, well, here's the thing: at the back end of that contract, the team's going to be bad anyway. Yeah, Bergeron, probably. Bergeron, Krejci, Chara, all of them will be gone. Marchant will, will, will be well into his 30s, and, and Pasternak will be, will be past his, his offensive prime. Like, honestly, there's no real downside to signing crew long-term in that scenario, as long as you are position yourself to make sure you can re-sign McAvoy and Carlo when their contracts come up. Exactly. Which, again, given the large amount of money coming off the books around those times, is not a problem.
0: Also true. Like, they have a ton of money coming off with Tuca et al.
1: Exactly with the big th- with the big three contracts expiring after next season, like it's not a problem. So like, yeah, I think now even like even if it's going to cost him eight, and I don't think it will cost the Bruins eight to sign to, to sign Krug. I think uh, adding on to last week's discussion, it has to happen.
0: I agree. I think you have to. You can't. There's no beating around the bush at this point. Like Krug has to stay. That's going to piss a lot of fans off because there's a lot of fans that just have this weird – the people who hate Tuca. It's like yeah, that.
1: The growing cadre of people that hate Danton Heinen, which – and this is the most fucked thing. The Venn diagram of people that still, st- that still stand for, uh, for P.J. Axelson and hate Heinen, I guarantee that's almost a circle. Which is oh. funny because Heinen is fucking P.J. Axelson. Yeah. He's yeah. Be- well, no, he's Axelsson, except better.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's um, the hate for Dan and Heinen, and I think a lot of it is people just don't understand his game. I think that's like the main thing. People don't understand it, so they hate him. Like that's really it. Because
1: he has been a joy to watch this season. He is—he is—he is man on a mission.
0: <laughs> he's been—he's been excellent this year, and he's gonna. And honestly, I think they signed him to a two-year deal. They're gonna have, they're gonna, keep, they gotta keep him as well at the end of that. Like, come on,
1: yeah. Like, you got a two, two-year or two point eight. Now, don't get me wrong. He, it is an underpay. I think it's not a big underpay because he's still not putting up big points. But like, right. yeah, yeah. I, again, I just don't understand this fan base. Like, I know, I know they're used to having stuff that are that are good and are obviously good. Your Bergerons, your Charas, your your Marchands, your Pasternak's, your Tim Thomases. Why can't they understand other things that are good though? The uh. Subtle things that are good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Krug's goodness is not subtle. It should. This should not be a controversial thing. But people are imbeciles. And um, honestly, I partially blame Jack Edwards for that. For you know, holding on to the uh, oh, Krug today, Carlson can't defend well past the point where everyone else intended to be taken seriously had abandoned that premise. So, but yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah, I, I think part of it's that and Kate. Kevin KPD earlier like where he was like you know the only thing worse than like firing Don Cherry is having hiring someone that like would be analytics based to take over his spot
1: and really? Really Cause, like, don't get me wrong talking about analytics is hard but there's guys that can do it well um Dmitry Filipovich comes to mind he's the, yeah. the host of the PDO cast he's actually really good about talking about it talking to analytics and yeah. like put together a smart panel you know i would do like Filipovich, ken hitchcock and then like you know and then like pick pick a really engaging smart former player you know like an andrew ference or something yeah moderated by ron mclean i think that should be be the hockey night in canada first intermission panel it's not yeah, coach no, Scarner anymore but like you got a smart coach you got a relatable stats guy you got a smart and re- a smart and engaging player and then you still got ron mclean like, seriously, Sportsnet, put together that panel specifically right now.
0: I agree, yeah. So I think that's part of it. They just don't embrace they, – they, they're too wrapped up in the big, bad Bruins and, oh, we must hit everything that moves. Yeah, it's just, it's just what it is. I, and I'm kind of, like, over it. They, they want Milan Lucic playing every goddamn position. Like, that's what they're looking for.
1: I mean, Milan Lucic can't play any position now. Yeah, like he's and, it's just simply not. It's not even that he's like a bad NHLer. He's just not a capable NHLer. End sentence.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they're too wrapped up in the big bad Bruins, and we need to just punch everyone in the face and beat everyone up. And the people that don't do that, or the people that don't do that and don't score, no, they suck. They they must be terrible. And Krug's not like seven feet tall. And not Zdeno Chara, so he must
1: suck. Yeah. So there's that. Now some interesting things in the league this week. There's been have uh, been, a, it hasn't been a super active stretch for hockey news, specifically with the exception of the Don Cherry thing, which I'll circle back to in a minute. I have things I want to say about that. Sure. But I guess you know, uh, this week i um, uh Ilya Kovalchuk's been in the news.
0: Oh uh, yeah.
1: So, and it's been conflicting, uh so he was uh, told during this week he was going to be a healthy scratch, or, or actually but the rumor early on was that he was told that he was no longer going to be with the team in the foreseeable future, and he could continue practicing if he wanted. This was reported by both Elliot Freeman and Pierre Lebrun. It sounds like it's more nuanced and confusing than that like apparently yeah. Blake later said to to, to to Friedman that it was just a healthy scratch, but who knows now. Like there's talk of them releasing him, or releasing him after his bonus payout next month, or trading him after his bonus payout. It's like he's a 35 plus contract, guys. Apart from giving him his freedom, the Kings gain nothing from that.
0: No. Nope.
1: So anyway, it's like, and let's just circle back to, holy fuck, the Bruins dodged that bullet, good, didn't they?
0: Yes, but there's also a large part of the fan base I've seen that are like, hey, let's take that bullet again.
1: Here's the thing. And I, you can see the arguments like, well, maybe they just did a one for one straight up. Backus uh, Kovalchuk, right? Figuring yeah. Kings are going nowhere, they could absorb a de- uh, absorb Backus's hit, but uh, Backus is still capable of contributing. I don't know about that in, in Kovalchuk's case. Like he's he hasn't he's meshed he's failed to mesh with three coaches now.
0: Yeah, he it, it may be that point. He may just. Be at that point in his career where the only place he's able to like play in mesh is the KHL.
1: I mean, he might not even be capable of that now. He just hasn't looked good. So anyway, that's happening. No, the Bruins should not pursue him. He will not fix the right wing, the second line right wing issue, and we have innumerable third line, third line caliber right wings. So he would just be yet another one of those. In the vein right. of well any number of other third-line-caliber right-wings the team has attempt- attempted to play this year, be they Packus, Ritchie, Coolman, Sinishin, et al. Yes. Now, circling back to the Don Cherry thing, of course, the night before we recorded our last episode, Don Cherry said some awful things about immigrants, and subsequently, on Remembrance slash Veterans Day, depending on which side of the border you're on, was, was, was fired. Speaking as a immigrant to canada while also knowing that I, I don't present as an immigrant i of course you know as an american i i kind of blend in for a variety of reasons it was not who he was directed at those comments were were extraordinarily hurtful and even again i know it wasn't directed to me even though i was not wearing a poppy this year but that's for more complicated reasons that more complicated reasons to the fact that no one fucking carries cash anymore i just don't understand like what 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 sort of dumb fuck gets that kind of xenophobia and says, oh, they're affected and they're not adapt to our culture. What fucking culture? We're North Americans. We're all goddamn immigrants. We don't have a culture. Our culture is by definition a Frankenstein mishmash of everything that's come here, which means that it only gets enriched and improved in exactly the way that it already existed every single, with every single additional immigrant bringing their influences in. I am um, not sorry to see Don Cherry go. That old racist fuckhead had been on TV too long and hadn't contributed even – I'm not even going to say trenchant analysis. He hadn't even contributed anything that even constituted hockey analysis in years. And I think that's the thing I don't really understand. Like I understand a lot of Canadians grew up watching Don Cherry and have been watching him for the last 38 years or goddamn however long he was on Hockey Night in Canada. But what have you gained from that? What understanding of the game have you achieved from that, at least – At least post-blockout, in the modern era, he has not been capable of providing any analysis to the game.
0: Nope.
1: It's good riddance. Good riddance. He is everything that Canada is supposed to not be. And much like the election of Donald Trump lifted the wall off my eyes over what America is, the uh, furor over his, his dismissal has shown me that Canada is no fucking better. Seriously, North America, get your fucking shit together, North America. Be better.
0: Yeah, the amount of people that have come out in his defense, including Bobby Orr.
1: Never meet your heroes. Volume 388 billion. (laughs) Yep. Right. So there's that. And, uh, well, any listeners we just watched, any listeners I just cost us, I don't care. We didn't need you.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you're not wrong. It's, it's... His dismissal was long overdue. Hopefully, Sportsnet uses this to uh, do better. And hire better. I've seen people say they should try to get some analytics. I've seen people say they should get, try to get some female voices on. Do everything. Do like, yeah. Like, just like as long as it's better
1: yeah so anyway moving forward and back to the bruins (laughs) 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 listeners i should comment why we're giggling here va is having technical issues and so she is not able to uh, hear us speaking but is able to record us because her skype is being fucky um so 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 v a that's why v a has not been part of the show, and I just informed her about this Don cherry thing, and now she's upset that uh that I've done this while she's uh not <laughs> able to not able to participate
0: but she's able to watch everything happen
1: watch the video on our skype and watch our messages, but can't actually listen in real time It's outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> I should have and, li- I should have led with that folks. I'm sorry. I should have explained why I was do- doing the cold open, but yeah, that's why. Um
0: yes, that's why it's just been the two of us uh here today.
1: She is literally here and I am watching her shake her head in a, a frustrated way, presumably because she's trying to figure out why Skype doesn't like her.
0: It's because and, <laughs> and when she reco- when she edits this, she's going to listen to this and probably we're going to get messages that she <laughs> <laughs> that she has been uh, actually doing this. And she just heard this. So,
1: yes. So, uh, it's about the play. Let's hope this team starts getting healthier and uh, and better. Yeah. soon. Because uh, while they're getting points out of everything, this is getting a little much.
0: It is. It's much like a few years ago. in around this time, a few years ago, was it two or three years ago, where everyone is injured and they still, like, kept their heads above water and we're fine. So it's it's much like that. And oh my and (laughs) um need to just get healthy. And the good thing is there's a lot of guys skating. Krug skating, Debruska's skating. So that's the good news.
1: Burger on day to day and they got today and tomorrow off. So and actually look at the schedule, the schedule for the rest of the month actually does them some favors for trying to steer out of the skid oh thank god so i guess i'll go move pivot there to the schedule reading right
0: yeah
1: um so so this week the first game this week is on tuesday that's november 19th 7 p.m eastern time at the prue they're playing against the devils that's how you now that's how you steer out of a skid you play the devils.
0: <laughs> yeah that that's definitely fantastic
1: and Honestly, despite the Devils being bad, is these two teams hate, have hated one another for the last couple of years. They're always fucking nonsensical chaos games. So that's worth watching, probably. As yeah. dull as the Devils are otherwise. Plus, you know, like, you know, just, you know, gives you a chance to, like, so, so, Taylor, um, uh, they're going to trade you this season, aren't they? Or, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know, how would you make a cut for him with Boston? You know, just saying, just saying.
0: <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs>
1: I mean, left wing's not really what we need, but, like, you know, a player like Taylor Hawk can play on the off wing, right?
0: Also, fun fact the New Jersey Devils are 7, 8, and 4. So that's 8 losses and 4 overtime losses. <laughs> the Leafs have 9 losses and 4 overtime losses. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And, just to add insult oh, to injury...
1: Oh, three and three games in hand. Oof. Well, yeah, three
0: games in hand. And, to add insult to injury there, the Washington or the Ottawa Senators... The Washington Senators, what is this? 1932 baseball. Um, the Ottawa Senators have 11 losses and one overtime loss, which is 12 total losses. The Leafs have 9-4, and four, which is 13 total losses. <laughs> so... Yeah. (laughs) anyway i had to point that out (laughs)
1: yes schedule this week so we followed that up on thursday that's uh, november 21st 7 p.m eastern time at the td garden against the buffalo sabers the sabers who started strong and have now and have had been on a bit of a bad run and are currently outside of the uh, outside of the wild card in the east
0: i for one am shocked
1: gasp i know that roster was turns out not to have been good I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Love Ralph Craig, Ralph Kruger, but like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then they close it off Saturday. Oh boy, seven p.m. Eastern time at the Garden against Minnesota.
0: Oh, oh man! Especially if guys are out, that's going to be a dreadful game.
1: Oh, Minnesota also has the same number of losses as uh, as the Leafs. it's just 11 11 of them are regulation or our regulation yeah incidentally as i said the rest of the month the other three games they end to close out this month next to our against montreal ottawa and the rangers so as i said really six more games this month and only one of them is against a team that's actually competitive
0: yeah and that's somehow montreal
1: yep so i think this is this is a good opportunity for the bruins to, to clean up their their act for the last two weeks but we'll see yeah. So, anyway, do we have anything else to say there, Tim?
0: I don't think so. I think we've covered everything there.
1: Okay. Well, listeners, you've been listening to Barely On Topic. You can find us on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, or Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. You can talk to us on Twitter. That's at Barely On Topic. On Facebook at Barely On Topic Podcast. And, of course, our individual Twitter accounts. I am the ignomious at Dr. Hand Grenade.
0: I am at Tim A. Richardson, even though I've been triggering people for being Tim Richardson MBA. It's a rough go. Yeah, I've been triggering people, you know. It happens.
1: Yeah, well, you know, people can pay attention to these things. Watch for the fucking blue check marks, folks. Um <laughs> Uh, and of course, our silent partner this week V a is at VA from RI so um on that note, Timothy
0: word.